welcome to Alphabet Flat Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official Hunting Book of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we uh, talk about all the characters we we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Faith! Hey! What's that? It. Faith is back in two weeks? I know, I mean, right? just a whole week after she was on before? That's so weird. Huh. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Who I wonder, knows? <laughs> I wonder if Jesse lost three episodes. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Speaking of three episodes, this is a themed week. And it is the most important theme week. It's Mr. 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 Week! Woo! Hey, soul sister! But uh, today we're going to talk about maybe the worst villain out of these trio of villains, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Oh my god. Actual human dumpster fire. So, um, for the most part, you probably people probably know about Mr. Fantastic, at least the general idea. Um, I'll go through like the brief preview. You know, for people who maybe don't know as what much, but basically he is a super stretchy dude who got his powers from cosmic rays from when he uh, flew a spaceship into space against the government's will because he's just like, hey, I, I'm not going to let no frickin' Ruski beat me to space. <laughs> oh, <God>. Actual reason, <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> Um, he he would. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he also brought his not wife at the moment, girlfriend, who at the time wasn't a scientist or anything, just a woman who wasn't really a character. Oh, wow. Uh, her brother, younger brother, who is a person who worked on cars and was a teenager, and the only person who was okay to go, his pilot. Fred Ben Grimm. Wow, yeah. It, I see now where the government was like, no. No, you can't just take this, like, random child and your girlfriend into space. You're just, you're not allowed. <laughs> and then they got powers. He got stretchy powers. Yeah, well, she has the, she was an invisible girl until the 80s. Let's say that. After she had a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but she can make force fields and ha she can turn invisible. Arguably the strongest member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, but actually. not really utilized until way later. Um, then there's the thing who turns into a big orange rock dude who turns into back into a human, but like multiple times. I think like more than a dozen times, and then get turns back into the thing because oh no one wants to just see a white dude walk around. <laughs> it's so true. Like And then the human torch who the human torch, can catch on fire. Who is the uh the copy paste of another Marvel hero from before <laughs> the other human torch. Yeah. Jim Hammond, who was a cyborg and arguably, like, what Vision's construction was kind of based off of. Yes. He was also, he's also a synthoid. Yes. But we'll talk about Vision later, whenever we're in the Vs. Which is going to be a while from now. Several letters down the road. 
Yeah, several letters down the road. We're also in the first half of the alphabet right now, so. But, uh, so, he's from Central City, California. He was also a professor at Central City, California, uh, Central City University, where, um, where a young, arguably too young, Sue Storm was just like, yo, that prof dude, I want that, that I want, I want some vitamin read and he being a awful person was just like hey way too young person yes have this vitamin read if if he was if he was in a like an english major he would have written a book about it <laughs> oh if he was if he was if he knew how to write he would have at least three novels about an older white guy uh with uh falling in love with a young manic pixie dream girl Oh. Who fulfills everything in his life. Oh, yeah. And then he takes her to space. Manic Pixie Dream Girls in space. That needs that needs to be a thing, actually. I think that's uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein. <laughs> He's the only son of a wealthy physicist. Oh, how convenient. So he's also super rich, which also, which, guess what? You can't be rich without trotting on the back of poor people. It's true. So it's true. You can't. You can't. In some way, you're trotting on the back of poor people. Uh, Prove me wrong, capitalist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know what? He would hate communism. That's probably why he went to space. He's like, no damn commies going there before me. We got to prove that capitalism is the way to go. Uh, Also, uh, the reason why. Uh, Victor Von Doom hates him, which is a way better person than uh, Mister Fantastic. Oh my god, so uh, much better! <laughs> yeah, the reason why the reason why they're uh why they don't get along is because he he they were roommates, and Von Doom was just like, I really, really, really hate you immediately. I'm moving out now. <laughs> Oh my god, Dr. Doom is all of us. <laughs> He's the most relatable character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and then, like, they went to space and did stuff. And uh, radiation that didn't just, you know, destroy their DNA or anything. Yeah, they're, um, one, they're, okay, so one of the, I think, better reactions to the Fantastic Four, and, like, I like it in concept, but in in practice, I think it's kind of bad. But uh, Cyborg Superman, yes, oh my the god, why he's the reason why he's Cyborg Superman yeah. is because he went through a belt of cosmic radiation, and instead of getting powers, he just he almost died. Yep, and his wife like disappeared from reality. <laughs> Yeah, his wife disappeared, and then someone caught on fire, and then one person, like, solid, was solid. It's just, everybody was dead. (laughs) Except for him. Everyone was dead, and then, and then, like, a Kryptonian, like, satellite went by and, like, found out that, like, it's like, hey, we need to fix this thing, and and it turns out there's Krypton DNA, and it's It's a lot. He's also, like, super smart, and just just a general asshole. So, so I think we co- kind of covered Reed Richards as over, you know, as a person. Let's talk about why we hate him. <laughs> so, number one, 
he causes most of his own issues. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, his general thing is he gets really curious about something and then ignores when everyone says, hey, maybe that's a bad idea. Maybe you should stop. And then he's just like, no, you're, you guys are dumb. Get out, get away. Ugh. And then he causes a problem. And then he uh, comes up with a plan to fix his own problem. But his problems normally involve, I don't know, like summoning Galactus. Um, or maybe, you know, opening up the negative zone. To where, like, a like Blastar and stuff comes out. and <sighs> All that but, fun stuff. Like, <sighs> and also, people don't... People kind of overlook the fact that he was also very, very abusive towards Sue Storm oh in the 60s. Oh my god. Like, very abusive. I don't know why Hank Pym got... Okay, so I... I know why Hank Pym got that, because, like, he's a very unremarkable person. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the Marvel... But, but, like, I don't know why he got slapped with the whole, um... Spousal abuse thing, and Mr. Fantastic didn't. I think it, yeah, probably Maybe just because Hank Pym is, like, not really anybody. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, super boring. And, like, Hank Pym, Hank, Pym, Hank Pym is also kind of a bad dude who created a lot of issues for the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Hank Pym's only, like, remarkable character trait is that he was such a shitty, life-abusing person. Also... Also, he just he just try he changes his identity like every three seconds, or at the same time, like you know, be you. But at the same time, like maybe be you with like a little thought. Just maybe, maybe. the <laughs> the artist formerly known as Hank Pym. But that also kind of brings into a thing a thing I also would like to talk about because we're we're not we're not nearly done talking about about all the Fantastic Four. But I feel like uh, there's a... I would like to have a brief discussion about what I think about, you know, the state of Fantastic Four. Because it is coming back, I think, next month um, as a comic again. After a pretty big break. I think for like three years or so. Yeah. Yeah, it has been about that long. I feel like the uh, the main problem that the Fantastic Four kind of had to deal with for a very, very long time. Now, uh, Hickman, who is a wonderful person who wrote a really amazing run of Fantastic Four, kind of broke out of this mold. But it seems that uh, the Fantastic Four always snaps back to sometimes in the 60s. Yeah. And it's... And, it's a problem. It's a problem in like why I think it's like constantly why it's constantly like just barely producing anything. Um because what happens is like you get a lot of like new change and and stuff happens and then it's just a new writer comes in and it's just like, "Well, the Fantastic 4 is Alpha Science, dude." A sad thing. A sad, sad thing. <laughs> a sad thing, and, uh, you know, just, it, it just kind of snap back. And I understand that a lot of right. I understand that it happens with, like, a lot of comic books, but it doesn't happen nearly as, like, hard. 
Yeah. As it does with Fantastic Four. I don't know if you ever read like uh like a long run of Fantastic Four. No. But it always seems <laughs> to come back. It always seems to come back to certain things. Because like I have a love-hate thing with Fantastic Four. Because Fantastic Four is one of the things that made me love comics. I feel I feel like I feel like uh they need to do like a major thing to make Fantastic Four like fit in the modern world. Yes. It's like I feel like that's why I haven't really read a whole lot of Fantastic Four. Because it it seems like it just gets stuck. Yeah, like it's just like the same story. Like somebody will come up with something really interesting for them and then they'll just go back to the same old, same old, and it's really really boring. Yeah, and then like and whenever like Reed almost becomes a redeemable person. Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> like there's it does seem like there's much character growth. And that's and that and, and people always just want to do Lee and Kirby Fantastic Four. Yeah. And you know, like sure it was it was like, you know, a fairly good run for something in the Silver Age, but well, Bronze Age, I should say, because it was kind of breaking out. Yeah. Of uh, to more modern comics, but like for the comic that kind of started the Marvel universe, I feel like it didn't. I felt like it passed that torch like super quickly. <laughs> it didn't keep it. I don't know. That being said, uh, Doctor Doom has been one of the only characters that's consistently grown. In that I know, series. right? Yeah, but I think Doctor Doob is like the better character. He is definitely. He's a a better person and b a better character. <laughs> and you can listen to my whole episode on Doctor Doom with a heart emoji if you want to learn more. I like. I want someone to play a good Mister Fantastic. Yes. Like, I want them to be able to pull off, like, the kind of arrogance and stuff, because, like, one of the things that you'll see up until, like, very, very, very late is him just being kind of an alpha person, taking credit for, like, all the ideas anyone could possibly have. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, Johnny, throw fire at that thing. Like, like he couldn't have thought of that? Yeah. Maybe his power is, I shoot fire it for my hands. <laughs> Whoa, slow down there. That's such a typical, like, rich white boy thing, too. <laughs> yeah, and also there's a whole thing where, like, he's, like, kind of emotionally unavailable to Sue, and that comes up as a problem almost every single run. Because, like, he's he's more, like, science first, everything else last, to the point where he creates all of his problems. He's like, why know. does Sue want to kiss Namor and not me? I don't know, Reed, because you're terrible. I, like, he was, he got, like, a little redeemable for, like, a few moments in the Hickman run. <laughs> but, I don't know, Hickman's good at writing, so I'm gonna just blame that. But, yeah, is there any, th any point you want to bring up? Because I think, I think I pretty much covered why, like, I kind of have, like, just... And I like I may sound hyperbolic whenever I say he's the worst, but like honestly, like he's, he's legit the worst. Like he almost destroyed the Marvel universe multiple times for some reason, not even good reasons. Honestly, like he was just like, "Hey, look, a thing. I'm gonna poke it a lot." 
He's like, hey, what happens if I do this? Oh, the universe unravels. Isn't that strange? I'm just going to do it oh, again. <laughs> okay, so uh, the person, like the kid, his kid, who I talk about a lot, Franklin. Um, so he started having nightmares. And because he was having nightmares, he was opening like this rift with all his nightmare creatures. Mm-hmm. And it was a rift to a world that his godson created. But instead of being like, hey, son, it's okay, and giving him hugs and making sure that, you know. He, he knew he was safe, yeah. Uh, he, locked the, uh, he locked the dimension filled with hell creatures in a box that wasn't secured right, and nearly destroyed New York. Oh my god. And the only reason why it got fixed was because Sue was just like, hey, son, I know you're feeling unsafe, but we need to make sure everyone is safe as well. Can you get rid of these monsters? And he did, because his mom is a good person, yes. and not his dad. Oh my god. And then there's that time where he pretty much gave one of his enemies, like, all of, like, his secrets, enough to, like, destroy, like, enough to do, like, a lot of damage, because he was being egotistical, and it was just like, someone's finally paying me for my work, and they're asking me these really weird questions, but I get to do science. Woo! Some would say mad science, but, you know, I get to do science. I think the worst thing about Reed Richards is probably how selfish he is. He's so narcissistic. And, and like, he doesn't change. That's the thing. And I know it's the writers not changing him. But at the same time, like, they just latch on to the Stan Lee version of him, which the Stan Lee version of him is an alpha science bro, like most of his characters. (laughs) It's so true. Who else did Stan Stan Lee write a lot of? Excluding excluding, um, Spider-Man and the Hulk. For okay. The most part. Okay. <laughs> but Iron Man. Yeah. Xavier. <laughs> almost yeah. most of their villains. Original villains. Like Who were mostly also Alpha Science bros. Like I just want I just want him to change. I want him to become a new I person. I know. They they really and need maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll be a better person in the new Fantastic Four thing. Uh they just they need something like fresh and new because like it's kind of like where Superman was at for a while there, where he was like the same thing over and over again, and it was so boring. Or Captain America, who they're bringing back as like, I mean, as like Steve Rogers Cap, which I really dislike, because <laughs> you can only tell so many stories about a person who loves his country, but dislikes the politics. Yeah. When they're a white person. <laughs> like, yeah. they do the same story over and over again. With, with See, like, I, like that's why I like, like it when they do a legacy character good. Yes. Because you can tell similar stories, but with a new twist on them. Yes. With, with, um... But yeah, that's, like, the problem that Fantastic Four is in. Like, it's, like, the same almost storyline over and over again. It's like, Reed Richards fucks up the universe and now we have to fix it. (laughs) Also, I forgot about this story. Um, I forgot about this story until just now. There was a time where uh, Reed quote-unquote saved Latveria and wanted to become a benevolent dictator of it because he felt like it was 
uh, being ran the wrong way for so long, and he felt like he could bring a better style of leadership. No. No, they already have one. And he's actually, like, okay, don't, okay, so this is me just being a uh, Dr. Doom stan, But, but he, if anything, make sure that all children are fed healthy, brushes their teeth, and goes to bed on time. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, Dr. Doom is benevolent dictator done right. And, and at the same time, again, people are miserable, but as a dictator, he there's no starvation. <laughs> Everyone is well-educated. Everyone can afford food. Like, again, again, I know I'm talking about dictator, but <laughs> as a dictator, he's way better <laughs> than a lot of other dictators. Oh, yeah. So uh, that goes on my uh, permanent record of things. <laughs> Dr. Doom apologist. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're I think we're done talking about uh Miss Fantastic. Oh god. He's just like a garbage fire who does the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be better in the new series. Hopefully. Like again, like it's better it's better to view comic books as like creative teams. Yes. Or runs of creative teams yes. than anything. Um, because, you know, continuity does matter, but it's the toys that they play with in the continuity that matters more. Yes. That's something. But, uh, so let's, uh, get this show, this episode ended. Uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, I have my webcomic, Grace Swings, as always, because one day I would like it to feed me and my two sons, one of which is a cat and one of which is a crab. Uh, so I happen to have a a beautiful son, uh, and his name oh. is Dexter. Oh, he's so beautiful. He is so he's so handsome. He's the most handsome little boy in the world. Yeah, and he's about to get a business tie, and he's gonna be he's gonna be so professional. Oh, he's so professional. <laughs> but uh, you can see pictures of him. On my Instagram at Marvelous Mooch. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter, uh, or you can go to the HodgePod group on Facebook. Uh, you can find the pictures of the characters we are talking about on both of those. And uh, eventually, you know, people will talk and say things and join the group and whatnot. So maybe, you know, maybe do that. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and stuff like that. Uh, maybe share the links out and stuff because, you know, I'd like more listeners because I enjoy doing this a lot more and I'd like to share my my work and joy. Uh, so, yes, I'm not getting paid. Fun. I'm not getting paid for this. So, you know, like maybe feed me with attention, please. <laughs> it's all you really I need. need. <laughs> Positive I, I feedback. Need so yeah uh so besides that um thank you so much for listening and if you uh don't mind maybe let madcap show you how truly truly meaningless the world is bye bye